0: Welcome to China In Focus, I'm Tiffany Meyer. Our top story an FBI warning all about China. The agency's chief says Chinese hackers are preparing to wreak havoc on Americans and harm infrastructure like water and power supplies. Steps
1: China was taking, in other words, to find and prepare to destroy or degrade the civilian critical infrastructure that keeps us safe
0: and prosperous. Reports say China has vowed to keep its hands out of the 2024 U.S. election process. But current and historic records show the current promise may not align with Beijing's history. Leaders in big tech getting grilled by Congress yet again. This time, it's about the risks their products pose to young Americans. And the Pentagon is restricting more Chinese firms for their ties to the regime's military. But what impact will it have? On Capitol Hill Wednesday, FBI Director Christopher Wray warning Congress of China's cyber operations targeting critical U.S. infrastructure. His testimony comes as the federal government thwarted a Beijing-backed hacking campaign. NTD's Sam Wong has the details.
2: At a committee hearing today, FBI Director Christopher Wray warned that Beijing is leveraging its cyber capability to target critical U.S. infrastructure. That includes both military and civilians. From water utilities and the electrical grid, to oil and natural gas pipelines, Beijing state-backed hackers are targeting major infrastructure across America. According to FBI Director Christopher Wray, the operation is huge, to the point that Chinese hackers outnumber the FBI's total cyber resources by a staggering 50 to 1 ratio. During a testimony before the House Light Committee on the CCP, Wray warned that Beijing's threat to U.S. infrastructure could result in real-world harm to Americans' physical safety.
1: Steps. China was taking, in other words, to find and prepare to destroy
2: or degrade the civilian critical infrastructure that keeps us safe and prosperous. The hearing comes as the Justice Department announced it is disabling a China-backed hacking campaign codenamed Volt Typhoon. The group had attacked hundreds of office routers in order to access their data. In the face of rising cyber threats from the CCP, the committee's ranking member, Rajakrishnamoorthy, vowed there would be repercussions. First, we will attribute it back to you if it's activated. Secondly, that
1: could be an act of war. And third, we will respond decisively.
2: In addition, lawmakers fear that Beijing's cyber campaign could compromise Washington's ability to help Taiwan, especially during a potential invasion by China. Some members of Congress told me we still have a long way ahead of us. Are you confident in our responsiveness and readiness when it comes to tackling Chinese uh, cyber threats in the U.S., and how vulnerable are we at this point? Uh, We're very vulnerable. I think we have a good offense. Uh, I think we have good partnerships with foreign countries. But in terms of just securing our homeland and our domestic critical infrastructure, that's where I think we have a long way, a long way to go. This is going to be a persistent and chronic threat coming from the Chinese Communist Party for as long as any of us are around. Reporting from Capitol Hill, Sam Wong, NTD News.
0: For more details on Chinese-owned social media app TikTok, we spoke to John Mills, retired Army colonel and former director for cybersecurity of the Defense Department. John Mills, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show.
3: Tiffany, thank you. Always an honor to be on your show.
0: Now, lawmakers are pressing the tech CEOs of TikTok, X, and Meta in a Senate hearing today. This is on online child safety. Now, how has the social media landscape changing throughout the years become more vulnerable to children, especially from adversaries?
3: Yeah, this is an important one, Tiffany, um, and I think the the one you didn't mention, and I don't know if they, if there's a way to subpoena them to give to testimony, is is TikTok, um, and uh, TikTok uh, obviously is controlled and uh, is not really. They don't really have TikTok uh, in in China. They have some other variants of it that are much more throttled. They have TikTok in Taiwan, but they're good about filtering that in certain ways. Here, we don't do that, uh, or to the best of my knowledge, we don't do that. And TikTok is is really uh, – it, it really is intended to scramble brains, uh, and, and the youth – that is more and more where they get it from and it's just it's creating this psych- psychological addiction to always reaching for their phone and seeing what the latest thing is on TikTok
0: On that note reports are showing I think TikTok CEO is present this is a lot of it is focused on the fentanyl trafficking and how social media is a big vehicle for that How do you view that though what is the solution here? It seems we've had a lot of hearings, especially just on TikTok, but also social media in general. But what are the steps needed to create change?
3: I think we have to make an example out of TikTok and drive it out of the American market. Uh, the Trump administration was headed that way. The Democrats have been a, a bit hesitant to throttle TikTok, but it, it is digital fentanyl. Nothing good comes out of it. And it just, the test is always there. If it's so good, why doesn't China allow it in
0: China? On the note of China, actually, I want to zoom out into Chinese hacking groups now. The FBI and Justice Department have disabled a pervasive Chinese hacking network that targeted thousands of critical infrastructure. Now, that's according to a Reuters exclusive. What was China's goal here in targeting these areas? Well,
3: I mean, we have 18 critical infrastructures as designated by DHS. Um, there's there's a move, and there was a letter that just came out to make the maritime industry a 19th. Um, but all of this is, you would call this in military terms, uh, advanced force operations, preparation of the battle, operational preparation of the battlefield, Intelligence preparation of the battlefield, and this includes uh, possibly even placing malware. So when the time is is right, they can simply uh, try to flip the switch, and their malware make sure certain things don't work or work in ways that are destructive.
0: John Mills, thank you so much for your time.
3: Tiffany, thank you so much.
0: Besides the FBI, and the Central Intelligence Agency is also weighing in on the Chinese Communist Party. CIA Chief William Burns says China is a bigger threat to the U.S. than Russia. He's also said that in the past two years, the CIA has more than doubled its budget for countering China. And those efforts aren't limited to the U.S., noting that the CIA was stepping up efforts across the world to compete with China. Big tech companies are back in the Capitol Hill hot seat. In Washington, members of Congress drill the CEOs of social media companies, TikTok, MetaX, and Snapchat. The top fear, child exploitation. NTD's Melina Cup reports from Washington.
4: Concerns are mounting that social media platforms aren't doing enough to keep kids safe online. The bipartisan nature of this topic was on full display today. Usually at hearings, we see a lot of friction between Republicans and Democrats, but today all of this pressure was directed at the witnesses themselves. One example of this was when Senator Josh Hawley pressured the CEO of Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, to stand up and apologize to the families of the victims of child and drug trafficking. Now, while this hearing was focused on all the social media platforms, on multiple occasions, senators pointed to the unique challenges with TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese company under the direct influence of the Chinese Communist Party.
1: TikTok has become a, quote, platform of choice for predators to access, engage, and groom children for abuse. China-based employees of your company have repeatedly accessed non-public data of United States
0: citizens. Why should you not be banned in the United States of America? Senator, I disagree with your characterization. Many of what you have said we have explained in a lot of detail. I am deeply concerned about
1: the collection of data, information.
3: And here in the U.S., you look at what it is spreading, the challenges, the children that have lost their lives. uh,
4: It's completely unacceptable. Dumb down our children or in some way launch a psychological warfare against America.
1: Absolutely. We know these platforms are also used for propaganda.
4: And on that note of propaganda, Senator Tom Cotton made a fierce display of this when he asked TikTok CEO over and over again to acknowledge an ongoing genocide in China. Listen to this.
0: Is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people? Actually, Senator, I talk amazingly about my company, and I'm yes, here to yes talk sir, about what yes TikTok no. does.
1: Yes or no. You're here, we to, you're, allow... you're here to give testimony that's truthful and honest
0: and complete. Are you scared that you'll lose your job if you say anything about negative about the Chinese Communist Party?
4: Now there are several bipartisan bills to address the issues with TikTok and other social media platforms, but they oftentimes face roadblocks here in Congress with advocacy groups speaking out against the implications it could have for free speech and censorship. One senator telling me bluntly, "These companies have too much influence in the halls of Congress." Reporting from Capitol Hill, Melina Weiscup, NTD News.
0: To keep American technology from aiding the Chinese military, the Pentagon just listed a dozen more Chinese tech firms it says are working with the Beijing's forces. The updated list was released Wednesday and includes a memory chipmaker, an AI company and a LiDAR technology manufacturer, among other companies. The list works more like a bad reputation label than an actual ban. Its purpose is to warn U.S. entities about the firm's ties to the Chinese military, so American businesses would be more cautious about conducting cooperation with them. And while it may not ban U.S. firms from working with them, the 2024 National Defense Act does ban the Pentagon from working with any Chinese companies on the list. Many Chinese companies that self-describe as civil entities fail to declare their dual-use products. That's related to China's military civil fusion strategy under which civilian firms are used to help advance Beijing's military development. The U.S. is expanding the efforts to counter that tactic. China has reportedly agreed not to interfere with the 2024 U.S. presidential election. CNN reports that Chinese Communist Party leader Xi Jinping made the promise to President Biden in person last November during the U.S.-China summit in San Francisco. Months later, the U.S. National Security Advisor just confirmed the same message with China's foreign minister last weekend. They spoke during meetings in Thailand. China has been accused of interfering with past bids for the White House. Will things really be different this time? First, China still poses a great threat to U.S. cybersecurity. Reports show that in recent months, American intelligence discovered that China hacked into U.S. maritime and transportation systems. The move has been seen as a trial run by Beijing to see if it could disturb U.S. military aid towards Taiwan in the event it decides to invade the island. Zooming out, how did China meddle in 2022's U.S. election? An investigative report sheds light on the tactics. It's based on national intelligence declassified last December. It shows Chinese propaganda arms used TikTok to target the presidential candidates from both parties. The content was able to rack up tens of millions of views in the U.S., the report also mentioned in 2021, Beijing identified U.S. lawmakers to either punish them for their anti-China views or reward them for supporting Beijing. Microsoft also reported that Chinese hackers posed as American voters online. They used artificial intelligence to promote divisive content during the 2022 midterm elections. Looking ahead to the upcoming election.
1: I, I think we can see a lot more. Uh, you know, there, there, there's clear... Uh, biased by the Chinese Communist Party to sow division in in U.S. politics, period, uh, whether or not they're favoring, uh, you know, Donald Trump over uh, Joe, Joe Biden. I can't imagine, actually, that they'd be favoring uh, uh, Donald Trump because he, under his administration, put some of the toughest— Um, sanctions in place, which have then been carried on by this current administration. Um, But if they can so, you know, if they can affect uh, local state elections and or, you know, congressional elections, uh, I think they will try to do that and put people who are sympathetic.
0: U.S. officials say they are preparing for a variety of possible foreign interference attempts that might occur before the election, especially from top U.S. adversaries like China, Russia and Iran. How trustworthy are the numbers from the Chinese Communist Party? Let's take a look at China's reported fixed asset investments last year, 50 trillion yuan. China's National Bureau of Statistics says that represents a 3% rise from 2022. But there's a problem. That figure is not higher than that of the year 2022, which totaled 57 trillion yuan. So from 2022 to 2023, China actually saw a 12% drop. Next, we'd like to take a moment to share some of your comments about our show. We recently reported on Chinese college students who have been denied entry into the U.S. due to spying suspicions. One viewer took a sarcastic jab at the situation, writing, China declares war on the U.S. and then asks, why won't you educate our kids? Another viewer, Vivian's Private Kitchen, offered up a suggestion that the Chinese students getting deported should also have their information stored on a database and shared with America's allies. Don't forget to tell us what you think of today's show, or if you have an idea for something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at ntd.com. Coming up, House Speaker Mike Johnson shedding light on forced organ harvesting in China. He's vowing to punish the Chinese Communist Party for human rights violations. Money flowing from China to the U.S. and Japan. China's stocks have lost trillions of dollars in recent years. A closer look at why. And a complaint from New Zealand that Washington has neglected the Pacific. What's behind the underlying power contest in the region? More on that after the break here on China In Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus, I'm Tiffany Meyer. House Speaker Mike Johnson vowing to punish the Chinese Communist Party for its human rights abuses. That's as the CCP's persecution of people of faith comes into the spotlight at the 2024 International Religious Freedom Summit in D.C. Johnson is calling out China for its persecution and practice of harvesting organs from live prisoners of conscience, including Falun Gong practitioners. Entities Iris Tao has more.
4: Tibetan Buddhists and Falun Gong practitioners are placed in forced labor camps, and they have their organs harvested by the Chinese Communist Party. And at this moment, the U.S. has an opportunity and an obligation to prevent genocide and punish those who commit it. Is China... Yes.
2: The House Speaker vowed to punish the CCP for its human rights abuses. Last year, the House overwhelmingly passed a bill to punish the CCP for its forced organ harvesting targeting prisoners of conscience. Right now, a coalition of over 100 lawmakers, doctors, academics, and civil groups are also speaking out. They're calling on the United Nations to establish an international criminal tribunal to investigate the CCP's crimes of forced live organ harvesting. In 2019, an independent tribunal in London published their finding after a years long investigation. It found that forced organ harvesting is indeed taking place in China for on a significant scale. Detained Falun Gong practitioners were the main source of those organs.
0: Chinese stocks have lost trillions of dollars in value in recent years, and it's left investors with a decision to make. Anders Core, publisher of the journal Political Risk, says investors are choosing the U.S. and Japan instead. Here's the explanation he gave to NTD Good Morning host Kevin Hogan.
1: China's uh, The China regime is doing all sorts of crazy policies, I think that, you know, some of them we last tried in 2008 during the financial crisis and it didn't work out. For example, the latest ban on short selling that's going into place today. Um, So you know, investors are seeing these what some people call deregist policies, which are overly command economy policies. Um, to try to boost up the stock market, I mean plans for hundreds of billions of dollars of regime funding that's going to be plowed into stocks and, and Chinese stocks. People just don't trust that sort of uh, non-market approach.
2: So what is the U.S. and Japan doing that China's not making it more appealing?
1: Well, I mean, in short, we have a free market. China has a command control uh, economy. Or close to it. And, uh, you know, Xi Jinping is doing all sorts of things that make investors nervous. Uh, For example, threatening Taiwan with an invasion. Uh, If he did that, it would completely cut down. International trade between China and the rest of the world, because there'd be consequences. So there would be huge economic sanctions, and you already see what what the Europeans call de-risking, the Democrats call de-risking, uh, and Republicans call decoupling, which is really all the same thing. Um, it, which is, you know, it, it, in advance of these uh, uh, of this because of simply because of the risk that China would uh, invade Taiwan.
2: Yeah, that aggressive foreign policy certainly poses a risk. And I will point out that China's economy is taking a big hit. The real estate market is worsening there. They have debt problems, smaller workforce, and things like that. I want to get your perspective on this. Bloomberg just said that what Beijing needs right now is a bigger bazooka. Can you explain this? They, I think that was kind of
1: a joke on the part of, of Bloomberg, although some investors are encouraging China to... Uh, you know, pump more money into the stock market, it's really um, not what will work. Uh, the, the bazooka they're, uh, you know, uh, talking about are the up to $400-plus plus billion infusion of regime funds, uh, which they're trying to, the regime is trying to move their money from uh, offshore investments in places like the United States and Japan to Chinese investments. Uh, Chinese stocks to try to pump up the failing stock market, but this what they've done so far is they've announced uh, such plans. I don't think they've really carried through very much, um, and in any case, it's not enough money. The, the 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 quantity of money that they're talking about, hundreds of billions of dollars, sounds like a lot, but when we consider that the Chinese stock market has lost six trillion dollars, six maybe six point three trillion dollars, since February two thousand and twenty one. Uh, 60% of its value, uh, according to the MSCI China Index, uh, you know, 400 billion is, is is a drop in the bucket, and it's not going to have much effect other than to tell investors that China still has these failed uh, command control, command economy measures.
2: Well, it's really great hearing your analysis, Anders Core, principal at Core Analytics. Thank you. Thank you.
0: New Zealand tells the U.S. it has neglected the Pacific and it's causing problems. Here's the clip from New Zealand's foreign minister, Winston Peters.
1: Neglect of international engagement by countries that should know better, including the U.S., has led to a vacuum and a vacuum is being filled
0: given that absence, who filled the vacuum? Peters didn't mention China by name, but competition between Washington and Beijing for Pacific influence has been on the rise in recent years. That contest touches on aspects including the economy, infrastructure, security, defense and disaster aid. Last year, Defense Department officials said China's leaders seek to overturn the rules-based international order that has maintained peace in the region since World War II. Sixty percent of the world's maritime trade passes through the Indo-Pacific region. The region has also historically played a critical role in wartime. The U.S. defeated Japan in the region during the Second World War, leading to the end of the conflict in Asia. President Biden and Chinese regime leader Xi Jinping could soon speak directly. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said Tuesday that both he and Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi agreed that the two leaders should have a phone conversation. Uh,
1: I think the acknowledgement coming out of Woodside that there really is no substitute for leader to leader conversation. Um, Yeah, I mean, it became so
2: apparent over the course of that meeting in Woodside how central that ingredient has to be to an effective stewardship of U.S.-China policy.
0: Biden and Xi last met in Woodside, California in November. Sullivan also mentioned that the first U.S.-China working group on countering fentanyl met on Tuesday in Beijing. Synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, killed over 70,000 Americans in 2021. That's about one person every eight minutes. Most of the precursor chemicals for the drug come from China. Sullivan also recognized recent progress in resuming military-to-military talks between the two countries. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.